like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Angela Thomas is with us. The book is This Psychic Life, a collection of personal stories. There's a story in the book, Angela, uh, about a man who attended his own funeral. Uh, Yes. Unpack this one for us. Well, I have to say that was my first time of seeing a full apparition. And, uh, you know, a lot of people report apparitions as, you know, oh, I didn't see the feet or they... Uh, were a little clear, you know, they weren't full-bodied. But I had a family friend and uh, a gentleman that, you know, was the grandfather of some uh, friends that I went to school with. And I got to know him. And, Richard, one of the things about this man was that he loved cars. So he could tell you the schematics of, you know, all of these cars and models and so on and so forth. So every time that I would go to visit, he talked about cars. So fast forward, I get a phone call that he has passed. So I go to the funeral home for the, for the you know, the viewing of the body and to pay my last respects. And I did so. And uh, so his stepdaughter uh, said, hey, let's go back in the break room and Back then, you could get coffee at a funeral home, and you could vending machines. You could even smoke inside, right? Mm. So we went back into the break room, and this room had 
windows that faced out into the parking lot. So at one point, I'm standing in front of the window, just kind of gazing out. Beautiful day, by the way. Beautiful. And all of a sudden, I see the man, my my friend who, who has died, and I paid my last respects to, he is walking around in the parking lot. And he's checking out the cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like bending over, looking at the tires and you know, license plates and all this. Okay. So I said, oh, my God. And I heard his stepdaughter's uh, voice, who, by the way, had a Panamanian accent. Mm -hmm. I didn't turn around, but she said, oh, you know, uh, something like, "Don't, don't worry, Angie. That's his twin brother. And so I just thought, oh, okay, you know, I didn't know he had a twin brother. So several years after that incident, I went out to the Phoenix, Arizona area to visit the stepdaughter. Mm -hmm. And I asked, well, how is his twin brother doing? And she said, what are you talking about? And I said, don't you remember you said, don't worry, Angie, it's just his twin brother? And she said, I never said that. Now, he does have a twin sister. But I I can tell you. What the heck? What happened? Well, you know, he was there. He he attended his own, um, you know, his own, uh, I guess, memorial at the funeral home. And uh, I'm sure he went along for the ride to the actual cemetery. Well, why did his st- why did you, his why did his stepdaughter say that then? Why did she say that's his twin? She she didn't say it. Oh, you what misinterpreted. What happened was that spirit, you know, spirits have the ability to to mimic anything they want to. So I feel like a spirit used her voice uh, to tell me, "Don't worry, Angie." It's just his twin brother. Again, I didn't turn around when she said that oh, I see, to engage right, in right. the conversation. So, yeah, it was, uh, it, I, I was absolutely flabbergasted. I, I had no idea. But to look at this man in the parking lot would be as if I were looking at you walking around in a parking lot. I'm totally solid. Full body solid, mm. yes. Did you happen to notice, was he wearing the same suit that he was decked out in the, uh, in the casket? No, he was not. Hmm. He was not. Uh, are, are psychics often able to, to see apparitions, ghosts, spirits, or is, are they mutually, I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. What I'm saying is if, if you are psychic, you're, are you more likely to see ghosts, apparitions? Well, I think that there is, uh, you know, that more psychics versus someone that is not as, as you know, has strong abilities. Uh, yeah, I feel like they have a little bit more ability to see it. But the thing is, is that most psychics do not walk around seeing spirits. Uh, most of the time... Uh, spirits, you can feel their energy, you know they're around, or if you're 
uh, clairaudient like I am, you may hear them, right? But uh, and when I say hear them, I'm talking about conversation or uh, some words or something like this. Uh, but, you know, the average John and Jane Doe out there, I believe, sees spirits most of the time. And I know that sounds odd for me to say that, but I feel like they're thinking that, you know, the, they're seeing a solid body. And so they're thinking, oh, that's, you know, that's a real person, when, in fact, it's not a real person. It's a spirit that has appeared as a real person. Now, there is something called energy transfer, uh, which a spirit can lay his or her image over a real person. So if you've ever experienced, Richard, where maybe you're walking down the street or you're inside a building and suddenly you see somebody that you know has passed on, but mm-hmm. you look and you go, oh, my gosh, there's John Doe. And then for a moment, you see the image of John Doe, and then you blink a couple of times, and then you find out, no, that's not John Doe at all. But just for the moment, you see them clearly. And that's when a spirit can lay their energy on top of another living human being. Ah, that's e- Is that easier for a spirit to do than to... Um, produce a full-on apparition? I don't know if you would call it easier or not. I believe that, you know, there's got to be enough energy in the room or the air uh, for, let's say, electromagnetic uh, energy uh, for for apparition to come into full view. Uh, But, you know, an individual has plenty of energy for a spirit to lay his or her uh, image over, you know, what they're doing is they're stepping into the aura of that individual just long enough for somebody to see them. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss. 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hmm. Um, I want to ask you about crows. I know there's a story in the book about crows, and I think I told this story on Coast about, very quickly, my wife uh, going to, to uh, visit a, a friend's father who had recently lost his wife and his friend's mother, obviously, passed on. Mm-hmm. So she drove over to the house. They were childhood friends. She had a, a, a basket of, uh, of goodies. She had baked some things uh, for, the fa- for the friend's father who was elderly and now living alone. Uh, so she um, reached into the trunk to pull out the basket, and all of a sudden she saw this huge crow on the, uh, the roof of the house, and it was trying to get at this squirrel. Um, and then the next moment she looked up, the crow was gone and she heard a voice behind her, um, at the end of the driveway, she turned around and this gentleman introduced himself and said, Oh, are you here to see whatever the gentleman's name was? And, uh, she was, she was startled. Um, and then she, she just walked up to the front porch, didn't say anything, put the basket on the front porch and was going to turn and, and, and leave. The man was gone and the crow was back. And um, I think I'm probably leaving out some details, but I kind of shortened it. But what is, you've got a a story about some, a gathering of crows or something going on with these birds, to be sure. Yeah, you know, spirits, uh, you know, birds are often looked at as spirit messengers. And so uh, I feel like your story about your wife's experience was that of a spirit that got her attention, right? She saw it on the roof, and it was going after a squirrel, and then, boom, suddenly you have a man behind her. So I can say that that more than likely was a spirit that, you know, took the body of the crow and then turned around and took the form of a human. And here's the thing. It could have been a neighbor, right? could have been a neighbor Mm -hmm. guy. Right, and suddenly that spirit takes over that neighbor's body, and then he's gone very quickly. Or it could be just a spirit that came down and formed as a human being, and then vanished again, and now reappears as the crow. So you know, in when when it comes to paranormal things, things shift in a second. You know, so we may be startled by how quickly things change, 
But in the paranormal world, uh, that's pretty typical, right? That's pretty typical. Tell me about the gathering of crows uh, in the book. Well, I have to say that uh, I went over to a particular client's house. She was dying. She was in stage four cancer. She was a nurse by profession, so she knew exactly what was going on. And she said, I want one last reading uh, before I leave this earth. And so uh, she had kind of opened up uh, a sliding glass door, uh, you know, to get a little fresh air or a window, whatever it was. And so as I start to read, and I'm just fast-forwarding through the story very quickly, as I'm reading and I would stop, right, as soon as I would pause these crows, and by the way, these crows came out of nowhere. She had a, a big tree in the backyard, and it just suddenly flooded with crows. I mean, it was like, you know, how many crows in a 10-mile radius? <laughs> mm. a, a lot. And so every time I would pause with in the reading, these crows would go absolutely crazy. And I didn't initially anything to her about the crows, she brought up the crows herself. Uh, And then I would start to read, and they would go silent. And when I would pause or say, do you have any questions at this time, these crows would just sound off. And uh, it was an amazing experience. I really do feel that spirits were there to support her. You know what I mean? They were there to support her and they wanted to make themselves known. Now Uh, that's not the only, that whole incident with those crows there in and around that time, I remember my front and backyard having just thousands of crows that landed on the property. And yet, none of my neighbors had a crow in it. Hmm. And as soon as I saw the crows in the yard, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, this is a big sign, right? And and things did fall, you know, in a negative way uh, shortly after those crows had shown up in my yard. So, uh, and I'm not saying that crows are all bad messengers or anything of that nature, but they are messengers of spirit. Right. In um, indigenous cultures, aren't they considered to be kind of tricksters? Or maybe that's the raven I'm confusing. But um, I don't know. I think of a crow, you know, the, the, a flock of crows. We call them a murder of crows. They, they do seem kind of sinister. You know, I don't get that from crows. I know that they have a reputation of that. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times we see, uh, you know, like scaring movies right, where they show the crow and and there's something, you know, in the foreboding or, you know, presentiment of something that's going to happen. But um, I guess you could connect it to that, but I don't see them as here comes something demonic or uh, every time you see a crow or the gathering of crows that it's going to be horrible. But in my case, with them coming into the yard, I knew just from the feeling of it 
and the sight of it, you know, it's, it's, I mean, why would those crows not land in my neighbor's yard? In, in exactly. the front yard or the backyard. Why exactly. just mine? So to me, it was saying, heads up, Angela, we're here for a reason. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hello from wonder media network i'm jenny kaplan host of womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.